ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a very special edition of Strategy in the Virtual Controller. Today's episode comes from QuickBooks Connect Las Vegas event that took place uh, in December of 2022. Uh, we got together with a number of attendees to talk about the program, to talk about what's happening in their firm, and to talk about what's happening in the industry and profession. Hope you enjoy it. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest episode of Strategy in the Virtual Controller. We're actually in real life at the moment um, and we're at QuickBooks Connect. Penny, where are you? I'm at QuickBooks Connect. She's right behind me at <laughs> QuickBooks Connect. Uh, and, and we've invited a, a bunch of uh, friends into a, a suite here just to get their feedback on on the, on the conference, on the program, on, on being back in real life, on what are they learning, what are they seeing, what's their, their, their initial feedback or their, their, their first reaction. And then I think hopefully we can dig into some of the um, the challenges and that they've been having in their business and how they've been working to to get through them. How does that sound? That sounds great. Cool. So Penny, why don't you kick off with the first question? The first question I asked everybody is, do you do this through a show of hands and then we can say out loud on the clubhouse? How many of you are still handling primarily QuickBooks desktop clients? Primarily desktops? One? Two? Two? How come? Really? Why? <laughs> I have a client base that's 25% Amish. All right. Therefore, uh, I have to use desktop, and I'm not allowed to use Whiteworks. So we yeah. actually house it in-house. Right. So we still keep desktop clients because of that. And my business partner's older, so she likes desktop and she hates PDO. <laughs> how, can I ask a question? How have you found the sort of the difference of servicing the desktop clients and the online clients? Is it completely different or...? Yeah. Yeah. My desktop clients typically are older demographic um, or they're Amish. Um, and then my QBO are more of my younger, uh, yep. I say 40 and under clients typically. And then they also have, they're more service orientated. So they want something that they can access in Las Vegas, yep. in Indiana, and Florida. They don't want to be tied to something that they can't be. And Yolanda, you said you've got some. Desktop clients? I only have two. All right, okay. So, but one of them is because he's he thinks everyone is gonna go into his file and his, his security <laughs> thing like is crazy. So he's on desktop, and then the other one is because I need to create reports, multi uh, combined reports yep. of different companies, and then she's still on the enterprise QuickBooks desktop, even though it's from two thousand fourteen. Um, and that's the only reason why. 2014. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. You, might want, you might want to cut that one. <laughs> <laughs> How, um, that's the only reason. And what was everyone's reactions to the announcements? It, very big focus on mid-market, I noticed today and yesterday. Yeah. Um, and how do you feel about that in terms of building out the capabilities so that more of those QuickBooks desktop clients have those more robust requirements? What, what was everyone's take on on the product announcements and the product focus. I'm excited. I think it's so exciting that we pop some champagne. No, we <laughs> In my case, most of my clients are smaller clients. Yeah. So I don't really worry about it, but I think it's a good way to move up market and be able to capture a larger share of the larger businesses. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I love they, it seems like they came up with, they replaced it for Bill.com. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you mean Bill? I love, I know. Well, Bill, our friend Bill. Well, I love Bill. It's, it's a great program, but it's nicer and more convenient if it's inside of yeah. QuickBooks. 
and it has approval yeah, system, yeah. which we really need. That's why we've used Boom.com. I think it's going to take a while for that to come out, but that was, I think, the intent of what was announced, that it all within QBO, which I like when they put it Me in too. the product. Yeah, instead of ecosystem. outside of it. Yeah. 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 And they, the time tracking, too, is going to be now, like, it's all going to be seamless. So I would like to see inventory part of it. Yes. Yeah, the the comments on the shower, the inventory. Because, because I have clients, yeah, I have clients well. that use POS, mm-hmm. and they have to have a third-party mm-hmm. app to integrate with QuickBooks. Yep. So that'll be interesting to see if it works out. And then, do you is that just a nicer thing to have one less app to connect yeah. and yeah. one yeah. less yeah. app to yeah. to yeah. learn yeah. and know and all that yeah. type well, of stuff? Well, the point of integration breaking is a lot of time where I think that you guys spend your time, one, worrying about two, whose responsibility is this? QuickBooks or it is the app? And they both say it's not ours. And then you have to worry about the mapping. Did the mapping come over right? All of a sudden, some of the mapping broke, but you don't know that it broke. So it's that's we do spend a lot of our time doing that. I think it was nice that they said they're going to put a dashboard to show all the ecosystem and a mapping where it comes from so you can follow it. I thought that's a great... See, what I'd like to see, though, is most of these things are going to happen in in QBO Advanced. If they do... If Intuit truly, like, values us, bookkeepers and accountants, because I have a lot of clients that they never touch their QuickBooks. I handle it. Make this stuff available in QBOA, even if it's a plus subscription. Make yeah. it at least a plus subscription. Yeah. Did they say and, that? I didn't no, they didn't, but almost everything that's come yeah, out. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm used to that. But so I guess. that's what I would like to see personally. Because then, as. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 combinations of the different being able to combine them because I think one of the big issues with QBO is that you have if you have multiple entities is they yeah. they talked about being able to somehow combine them. I'm you know I'm gonna take probably a lot of technology um you know programming do you, you, but do you know what I did for my clients? I gave them their own QBOA account, made them a QuickBooks <laughs> professional advisor and just logged in and then the widgets and account. Make sure to edit that out. <laughs> yeah, but then they get the discount. I, I got in trouble for that. Somebody snapped the back of her hand. Oh, they want to put me in trouble for that? What no, no. You put your time out. They're going to put me in time out? They're going to put me in time out? Go right ahead into it. I want to retire anyway. Please don't. Please don't. No, you can't retire. You're not allowed to. Well, I think the biggest problem that every I don't know everybody can ask and give their opinion on it, but I think one of the things we're finding is hiring, it's yeah. getting good quality employees, training them, and keeping them, because that's been a difficult thing. And managing that team has become more difficult. The pandemic was a lot of people, you know, needed more support. We ended up in our firm. We started using this program uh, called Marketplace Chaplains. And they're virtual, and the chaplains are non-denominational. It's just someone to talk to. And our team can talk to them anytime through an app. Everybody on the team has utilized them. 
and nice. their, their kids can talk to them. Their, anyone in their family can talk to them, and it's an app, and the kids text them, and the parents do, and it's it's been really good, but it's just, I feel like we have to do more support for our teens than we've ever had to do. Well, one of the things that I've run into is obviously your lack of ability to be able to support that causes a backup of work for me, so we've got to figure it out. And I was on a Zoom call with Rachel's team a year or so ago, and I'd already done this with a company in Chicago. And we call it, and I wrote the blog about it, Hire a Beth. Rachel, why don't you tell them about Beth? Beth is our success coordinator. She makes our company successful internally with the staffing, as well as for the clients. She does anything and everything she can when she finds a hole. If there's a backlog, she figures it out. She figures out how to re-engineer it out, or she takes it over and makes it so there's no more black hole. Is she an accountant type? Or oh, God, oh no. God, no. no. And she drops F-bombs all the time, too. So I love she that. takes she control. So she takes the process on. She like she figures out yeah, what she, happened, and then she, she passes it She just knows something's wrong, and then she'll pull the people in who know the process and figures out where it lags. Mm. And... And so some of this, it was me. And she's like, you can't do it. There's not enough hours in the day. You can't wait six weeks to send that proposal out Man. when he's already approved the amount. And we've started work. She yeah. goes, I'm doing proposals now. And so, okay. And is, so is that then just alleviating the stress that so many team members are feeling because of the workload and the capacity and that type of stuff? Is that... It alleviates the stress. It alleviates the backlog. Yeah. And again, some of the things got re-engineered to our offshore team. Some of them she took over. Some of them we just switched people in the office. Okay. But everybody's got somebody to go to and go, this isn't working here. And it's not me. It's not the boss. Because my team is great, but I'm still the boss. So you still have some of that. And I always will. So they have her to go to. And... You know, we even share space with another company, and now those employees are going to her because they see that she's re-engineering things. You can't let that happen. And can I just say that every time I bring this up, because when I brought it up to her team, because I knew Beth, and I knew she was capable of doing this, and their comment was, but she's not an accountant. And, of course, I've heard that from my own team, but she's not an accountant. You don't need to be one to do this. Mm -hmm. They just need to understand your terminology. And I think they can learn that because they're fairly smart. Mm. So that's what Beth has done. Lisa's done it in Chicago. We got a Morgan now in Ohio mm-hmm. who's learning it. And the biggest block was the accountant going, I can't let this go. Why? Well, because I have to control it. Well, how's that working for you? Nothing's getting done. Mm. Give it to her. Let's see what happens. And five minutes later, it's like, oh, sh- that was easy. Well, and the other side to that coin, and we can talk further later about it, is because she's not an accountant, she wasn't brought up the way we were brought up. Mm-hmm. So when you guys are all looking at what to increase your fees and stuff, when I was doing it, I'm doing it the way I was taught as an accountant. Tell them what Beth did for you. So Beth now took that over this year because she decided, I don't know what I'm doing. And she's right. And I'm very happy. So she took a client who was paying me six seventy five a month and said, nope, you're doing this work. This gets billed at four twenty-five a week. He's now four twenty-five a week, or he has to go away. I sent it to him and got on the phone with him, and he goes, "No problem." 
Where do I sign? Uh, and I went, it. wait, I just got $14,000 more for doing the exact same work because she didn't look at it as an accountant. Mm -hmm. Right. She is now in charge of all of that. Well, I think that's the I change think. in the future of accounting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care if you're a bookkeeper, you're an accountant, a CPA. It's all no. about us helping our clients figure out the process. And you don't need to be an accountant to figure out the process or how to move data from the cash register or from a, a tablet it's into not an accounting that. system. It's just looking at it common sense. We're so caught up in accounting sometimes that we don't see it. Well, you we didn't go to school to run a business. And by the way, I have best jobs description and I will give it to you. Thank you. I would love Thank that. You. Yes. Well, and I think too, when, when we talk about bio. raising client <laughs> prices, I think there's an emotional attachment as, as the owner, like we were talking about raising someone's and I'm like, Oh wait, you know, should we do it? And it's not. And, and if you pass it off to somebody else who doesn't yes. have that attachment, they're just looking at the numbers. They're looking at like, this is what you're doing. This is what it's worth. This is what you need to charge. And it's easier for them to pull that out and say it. And you're thinking like, oh, but you know. And I can tell you this. I know Beth and I know Lisa and I'm getting to know more of them. And I know a few other people that are doing this with other people that we recommend they hire. They see what you do on your side too. Mm -hmm. And they know you're working with them. Mm -hmm. And they deal with the client in a way that you don't because they're personable on the phone. But they're also very hot ass about, you can't bug this person. You want them to do this job? Let them do their job. Yeah. Well, the other mm -hmm. side, when you were talking about a team and keeping team members, you know, they're the ones because they're doing the client success and the team success. They know those pain in the butt clients. Mm -hmm. So we call it a kill list. Every year we create a kill list during our retreat. <laughs> nice. And if they get the calls, we fire those clients. We I've been doing it for years and it, it's the most fun now to fire clients. But this year we had a couple of situations come up and I said to Beth, what do you think? She goes, can I fire them today? Yes. Wow. We sent off an email immediately and, and said, we wish you all the best in your future endeavors. Mm -hmm. Now I would have never done that during the year. Cause I'm like, okay, I have to see where my goal is. I'm okay. You know, we did okay. Nope. If you are paying the butt to my team member, my yeah. team member means more to me than any it's client. It's you're so you, what you said though, we were like, when you're first starting to get business, you take on any and all yeah. type of business. Yeah. So then we're afraid to lose stuff out there. What I, what I heard took away from this was, it was fun to fire them. Oh. Once you do that once or twice it's with some clients, Sam. then it's, yep. yeah. I mean, I that's, I've got I a lot of satisfaction out of that. Quit. Last if Jane, they had to deal with somebody one more time. Yeah. And the minute I said, okay, he's out, total change of morale. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. they were like, wow, she actually cares that yeah. I am affected by this person. That's that's something we say all the time. Yeah. It's I also don't a good care story about, to follow I'd that. rather have my yeah. team be happy yes. than the money that client brings yep. in because it's not worth it. Right. Oh, and he was a slow pay, like every three months. Oh. So <laughs> yeah, like, no. But the actual thing is like the, the oxygen that they're sucking out of the room yes. gets, gets replaced so quickly when you do take it that out. Yeah. So on top of that, so last January, I, I fired like our third largest client. And it was because he all of a sudden the last year became a pain in the ass and I cared more about my team member and <clears> she kept going, take it back. I'll just keep doing it. I'll just get no, no, it's done. Yeah. He's gone. And we did a lot for him. 
and way more out of the scope because she's really nice and didn't tell me. And, um, the pure satisfaction of her being happy was great. But two weeks ago, we got notified he's going out of business because his new accountant didn't know how to advise him properly. Uh, and I'm like, oh, really? Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. So she's like, well, I, I guess they weren't doing this, 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 and this for him. I'm like, I guess not. Life happens. So not only was she happy to get rid of him, but it validated everything she did for him. Right. So she got a win out of it, although he's going out of business, but that's his problem. And, mm -hmm. and we thought when she lost this client, we were probably going to cut down on hours that was work we were doing. Instead, she hired another person because she, she had more work. Because you know what Beth found? That they were actually doing a lot more expensive work for the clients they did right. have because they had the time to take care of the ones that were good to them. Yeah. So, it's true. Yeah. When you have some good clients and you can do really good work for them, we just, we just did raises for some of our clients. <coughs> and they came back and they said, thank you so much. No problem. Thanks. Every year I have people tell me that are my clients, Tim, you really need to raise your prices. And why don't you then? Oh, I do. Oh, you do. Okay. <laughs> because I, I, I'm yeah. slow to the party. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting there. But it's my clients telling me, well, and other people, I can't, that I need to raise my prices. Yeah. And I, I have this, like you said, emotional thing where I'm like, oh, I don't want them to not like me. I don't want them to. You, you know, need a bath. They don't care. No, right. and so She's like, to that no, point, we need a bath. I have a brand new account manager. I threw her to the wolves. I gave her all these tasks to deal with people that I know are problems. Yeah. She doesn't know their problems. She just did her job and it worked beautifully. So oh. I was going in with an emotional mm -hmm. attachment to the problem and she had no clue. She was just doing her job and it got taken care of. And the customer was actually really happy. Someone took care of it. So it totally works mm -hmm. to have that disconnect between you and, mm -hmm. you know, and again, true. not an accountant, right? Yeah. yeah. You don't want anyone who knows accountants. When I, when I talk to people about this, they go, so on their free time, can they do bookkeeping? I, fuck no. no. <laughs> and you do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> All no, right. don't screw it up. That so when we hear this podcast, we hear this applause. <laughs> no, but really, I mean, like if you turn them into doing accounting, you know what they're going to do? They're going to go in and start doing accounting. They're going to quit. But not only that, you're going to get back to having log jams. Uh, I kind of like what uh, Malcolm disagree. talked about, that Mr. McLean figured out how to unlog jam. The, that was the, the coolest thing. That was the coolest presentation yeah. because he talked about time rate. Yeah. I had this conversation with uh, Benjamin Chow at first, and I'm like, you know, come up here, let's have tea. He makes the best tea. Anyways, because he knows exactly how long to steep it. He's going, Penny, he goes, and Adam, you need to hear this. How long do you think it takes to sell the uh, an accountant a $49 a month subscription? I said 15 months. Well, and he goes, years. <laughs> and it's like he goes and i don't understand how to get around that and i go because they're accountants but if their client success manager is also their tech app person and they take them to these conferences and they spend time with the vendors while you do the learning that you're focused on you know what these guys are going to have a better sell-through and you're going to have a happier life and you're going to have a better trained but I gave Beth keys to the kingdom. She knows everything. Now, my whole team can see my QuickBooks, but she has access to the other things they can't see. Because, again, I'm an accountant. So I'm going on and doing my things that I always do. She'll come in and go, what the heck is this? 
And she calls me on the carpet, not just the staff. Why do we have this charge? What is this for? Why was it done? And was it necessary? We could have done it like this. Oh, I didn't think of that. She goes, you don't do that anymore. I'm taking over. Okay. It's all about perspective. Yeah. yeah. It is. It's good. But your perspective is different than them. This, I was just saying, to trust do. is huge. I mean, yeah. you have to. I literally, she knows all the good, the bad, and the ugly. But she probably earned her trust over time. To where you could do well, oh yeah she didn't stop doing this right. but she's yeah. been a friend for a long time but oh. i've known beth for five years um and i've known her husband for 20 some years so but in the case of like lisa in chicago yeah. i mean when i when i went in there she was just watering the plants and being nice and i said <laughs> to all the people that were complaining that work wasn't getting excuse me and i walked out the ross lisa you want to learn something and i taught her what she needed to do to get the stuff going and they were like, 30 minutes later, she came in, she goes, you know that stuff you asked me to do, Penny, while she was serving us lunch? I got about 50% of the way there. I think I can get the rest of the way by the end of today. Is that okay? And she walked out, and every one of the bookkeepers and account managers went. Yeah. And I go, it's not rocket science. So that was just the first couple of months. And now, all of a sudden, she's doing all their calendar. So over time, they gradually moved her into giving her more responsibility because they had more faith and trust in her because you know what they were always like, well, she's not, she's not involved because she's not an accountant. She's not a bookkeeper. She doesn't understand this. She works with you people. She hears this all the time. She sees the clients coming through the door. She hears you guys complaining. Do you think she's not smart? If you think she's not smart, what the fuck she's doing working for you? And I would also say like to your point about, well, I've got to wait. I've got that trust and, and whatnot. No, I, I would say no, it, this is the job description. Mm -hmm. And so to fulfill that job, you need access to certain pieces of information. Yeah. So if you can't do that job, you shouldn't be hiring that person in the first place. Obviously, some of the juniors that you may develop and, and whatnot, but if you're talking about this Beth and this role description, they need to have access to all of that information yeah. to, to do that effectively. But that's the job. And, and the, that's the and, job. And, and you, job you give access your... to clients' books to a brand new accountant that you just yeah. hired yeah. because they told you you could do QuickBooks and six months later you found out they didn't know a goddamn thing yeah. about QuickBooks. Yeah. <laughs> but you gave them access to that's all the financial data of a client. Yeah. So being, and you know what that is? That's, that's, that's kind of a, almost like a prejudice thing. Well, well, they're an accountant, therefore they are this. Mm -hmm. But that's not always the case. No, it's right. not. I have to tell you, my best hires have been people who don't have accounting degrees. Mm -hmm. yeah. so, Yolanda. Then, no, sorry. Go to that. Like, I went to one of the sessions. It was the best session today. Um, is the CPA, uh, I don't work his face. And he said that. He's like one of the, he's like the best candidates that I have found is at a restaurant. Like he said, the waiters, they're very people oriented. They're very mm. detailed. They memorize. And he recruits them. He's like, ah. hey, and he teach them how to. Because accounting yes. can be taught. That's what he oh, said. Yeah. But personality cannot. That's exactly what he said. Yeah. He no, it's true. Well. I mean, so. I think you're mislabeling all accountants. Not that they're an accountant. What I'm hearing you say as an outsider is you're hiring a COO to run your business. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. And as accountants running our own business, we spend more time working in the business with the clients rather than on the business and changing yeah. the procedures. Right. And more and the partnership model for CBA firms is changing. 
go to a corporate model, bring in someone who's a COO to run the business, let them delegate the task to the accountants. And I'm a firm believer since I teach first year college accounting, uh, I teach them more about, I bring up QuickBooks and show them the process. You don't really have to be an accountant to do QuickBooks. And I teach them that it's all about helping your client be more liquid, solvent, and profitable. That's what we're spending our time doing. Right. And if you automate the system and hire non-accountants, just teach them what they need to know. It's a great way to do it. You don't need to hire a four-year college graduate. Accounting is learned. I know bookkeepers that are much smarter than me, <laughs> uh, even today, because they got more accounting experience than I have knowing ins and outs of the books. Yeah. And I think the face of accounting is changing. Yes. It's no longer just doing good financial work. You actually have to have a relationship with the client. There's so much more, and and it's getting better. I mean, I'm seeing, like, um, my son is getting his degree in accounting, and they're actually teaching them to be more personable, to, like, talk about these things, to, you know, how to talk to people, and they do some leadership classes. It's all about relationships. That's transactional. Transactional, you don't keep the client. That's true. Relationship is what gets guys. And that's what this conference is more about than the training. Yeah. I went into, I can't remember whose session it was, but it was advisory services, and it was probably the best session I've seen all day today. Oh, really? Just in terms of how you can just get into doing advisory. It doesn't matter what it is. It's what your client wants. Yeah. You exactly. know, and helping your client with that. But how do you help them? By looking at the financials to see where you can make changes. And That's we have, I don't think, any customer of ours is engaged for what they're actually getting or wanting from us. They engage us for bookkeeping, but they immediately expected CFO fractional work. They immediately expect you're their advisor. They immediately think all these other flowers are going to come with bookkeeping, but they don't want to pay for anything but bookkeeping. Well, though, Beth makes sure that Rachel gets paid. Yes, yes. So that's, I think, and she stops me. So literally, she she looks at my calendar and goes, I see this and it says it's for this. She goes to their proposal because everybody's on a proposal and says they're not paying for that. And tax planning, we had several issues. And I was like, but I got to get it done. And she said, nope. She sent them an email with a proposal and said accept it or it's not getting done. I've seen one firm that did it really well where they literally had all of the steps of the bookkeeping and their advisory process all listed out. And it was we're doing it, the firm's doing it, or you're doing it. And so that was a really, like, from a proposal perspective, to be very crystal clear on exactly here's what we are doing and here's what we're not doing. Go Proposal has that function. Go Proposal does? We do it, you do it, and you can add up the cost at the end. Now, the cost of them doing is not there because they have to decide what's it cost to them to do it versus what it, they just added up that you did it. Hmm. That's interesting. Hmm. I had, but you were talking about your son getting his degree. One of the reasons I didn't want to become an accountant was because I felt like all we did was look at stuff after it happened. We were not able to to handle things. They didn't, at that time, people didn't come to you and say, hey, I need help with this, and, and this is the middle of the year. You just see them at the end of the year, and you're like, oh, crap, well, we probably, you should have done this, this, and this. And they look at you. Now, it's like, don't do that. Don't wait till the end of the year and tell me, oh, hey, by the way, we need or we did. That needs to be a conversation we're having on a regular basis. And I think a lot of, and not, I'm in that age as well, but I think a lot of the younger crew that's coming up behind us, 
have that mindset. They yeah. do. They and have that mindset and they don't want to work stupid. No. They want to work smart and fast. They do. And get out and play. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and I do have to say my son's at an advantage because he's in the military. So he's had military training too. So he definitely has that. The benefit. Well, I think, I think the whole generation's at an advantage because we all have had to change from doing transactional bookkeeping to, yeah, oh my God, the whole industry is changing and everything is becoming automated. And so now as bookkeepers and accountants, we have to change how we present ourselves to our clients and be advisors. Historically, we've always been behind the computer. Doing the transactional bookkeeping and now we have to actually talk to our clients and be their friends. And I keep trying to tell them <laughs> they're therapists. Yes. They're therapists. A lot of the time they don't want to talk with somebody. Yeah, they do. You can pay well, for that. As no a problem. business owner, anybody in this room who's a business owner, it is lonely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you, I got a client who, who he, he goes, karaoke call time, Penny? Yeah, I'm going to the dog park. Okay, put your Google earbuds in. Let's talk. Yeah. And 90% of it has nothing to do with yes, the business. They need somebody. They just need mm -hmm. somebody to yes. talk to. And I'm pitching balls at my dog, and I'm just listening to my, yeah, you're right, well, Ted, yeah, oh, jeez, man. <laughs> That's a $1,900 a month client. I spend about an hour on the phone with them a month. And my team spends about 15, 20 hours a month doing their work. Is that? But I think also what I find, whenever you sit with your client, you always walk away with more work. Yes. You, yes. you take problems away from yeah. them. Yeah. I just don't think you, you, you're probably not pricing it properly or it's it's creeping in, but you're phenomenal salespeople. So it's just more about the marketing side of things um, as well and, and the pricing side of things. You're like, we can help you with that. It's going to cost you $500, or so it's going to cost you $1,500 right. for us to, to really dig in. And, and that's the out. scary part as, uh -huh. as being like working with your clients because you go, oh, you know what? You do need this, but that's going to be an additional. $1,500. And I think sometimes I know our team is afraid to say something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think you have to be really clear on the scope of work for each client. Like with my clients, I have, um, in, I use Canopy. So in the notes section of Canopy for every client, I have what the scope of work is for that client. Mm -hmm. So if I'm ever confused about you know, the extra work that they're asking me to do, I go back and look to make sure that it's in the scope of work. And if it's not, then that gets brought up right away. Like I'll check it while I'm on the phone with them. If they're asking me to get involved with like sales tax audit or something like that, like that's totally outside the scope. So we're going to have to price that separately. Yeah. We have that in financial sense. Yeah. Financial sense is our practice management software and it has everything in there about the client. So like you said, if they're on with the client, they can open up financial sense and they can see yeah. their list of exactly what they should be doing. The problem is, is when our team is on with the client and the client says, oh, I need this, they can't produce pricing. Why Do you not? know what I mean? Why not? Because we don't have like a central location. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. But we also do value pricing. We're not going to charge a million dollar company same price that we're charging a $14 million company because the value of the work is so much different. Well, the guy that I sat in on today talked about that and he said, you do the hours because you don't want to nickel and dime it, right? Uh, your clients are valuable. If it's a one-time thing, you understand. But they said that you should follow up and send a zero invoice, um, you know, to show them oh. the value of what you did. And if it happens once, you send a zero invoice, it happens. If it's something that's repetitive that's happening, 
then you can say, well, I did it this time. And, you know, now we have to. And, and I, I wouldn't even send it a zero invoice, yeah, but I would send it with the amount and then discount up to zero. So that's, that's what, what, they could see that's what, what I mean by a zero is. invoice. Like yeah. if it's a $600 service, a professional credit of $600. And I put in there, like I just, for like surfer friends, I would put surfer discount. Yes. You know, I mean, just put friendship yeah. discounts. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what, they're, that's what the one person said today. Like, how do you deal with screw? Like, yeah. you deal with it if it's once. It can't be repetitive. Can I bring this up? You talked about like non-accountants. I think one of the issues that comes up too, and I heard this about like younger people, I'm gonna share a story too, is the problem is in colleges like days that they're teaching, it's the same old ways Teacher. of doing things. Yep. The teachers yep. are doing it. Yeah. Because I, I had a young lady, my daughter's one of my daughters from college, and her roommate was talking to me about um, doing an internship at a traditional firm. And she's in college learning traditional accounting type of stuff like you did. And I said, well, if it doesn't work out for you, I'll tell you, I said, here's what I can do, Greg. I teach you how to do something from the beach. I said, you're out of you want to go to the beach? This is what we do. I make sure you have access. You can do all this type of stuff. I kind of explained everything that I have an outsourced team to do kind of thing. But that's what I said. This is what I will have you do. A lot of this type of stuff. You, you know what? You want to do it at 3 o'clock in the morning? Kids? Oh, great. She ended up working for the thing, and then this, 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 uh, there was um, this over the summer, and then she called me up during the during the year and said, "Mr. Manson, would you have a job for me afterwards? <laughs> after this internship where they had, where you're basically doing the whole, you know, getting coffee for people, building files, building stuff that I'll do." She says, "What you described was completely different. I'll do it. I'd like to probably, you know, work for you." And like I said, the big issue is the schools and the education. It's still not where you know they're not even talking about online type. Do you know? Do you know where they do do it though? Community colleges. Yes. Isn't yeah. That interesting. Well, yeah. you know what? Community yeah. college. I told my kids, you know, the first two years of college, you're in you're in rooms with 500 kids, and you the yep. professors down there, and 99 percent of the time, it's a TA teaching the class. Mm -hmm. So why don't you just go to a community college, learn the same thing from somebody in a classroom of 30 people, and that person actually works in that function. And the real life community, yep. and then I'll pay for the big expensive college for the last two years, because the first two years I don't know about you guys, but I spent a lot of time flipping between majors before mm -hmm. I figured out what I wanted, because I was only eighteen years old. Mm -hmm. and I want to flip that I know, especially if you don't Less know what you want to do. It is. It's I nice still know. Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> I say that a lot. I yeah. figured out what I want to do when I grow up. Yeah. I'll grow up one day. Exactly. You know, we all have to grow old, but we don't have to grow up. Exactly. <laughs> so did anybody have like a favorite class, like yes. from CB Connect? Mm -hmm. Like was yes. there one thing or like, so when I came, uh, I went to Scaling New Heights and I had one aha moment was when Heather Slatterly showed Scribe How. Yeah. I'm like, oh. that just paid <laughs> for the whole conference. I I have. Did you really? She gave it to me months ago. It was. <laughs> it's amazing. It was the best I thing. I have shown it to so many people. My son is an aerospace engineer and does things for the Navy. He goes, Mom, what was that thing again? <laughs> I showed him how to use it, and he used it in his presentation for the Navy. It's the best oh, thing since sliced bread. Yeah, yeah, I I it's called Scribe How. We use it with you all the time. Oh, you don't know. It's the most <laughs> amazing thing. So all it is is you is you it records what you're doing on the screen. So you don't click by so click. If you have oh, the clicking thing. Yes. So you have to show somebody. But it the also steps. puts the description yeah. that you mm -hmm. can then edit. So 
it basically fills everything in. You just go in and you know change a couple things and stuff. Uh, you know, yeah, when a client when a client calls me and says, "How do I do this, Penny?" I just go, "I'll have it to you in five minutes." And yeah. I go in and I do one, click, 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 send it to a PDF. I can text it or I can put it in Slack or I can email it. Doesn't matter. And then and then they'll come back and they'll buy. Lyndon, the first time I did it for him, he goes. The smartest I said, no, I'm not smart. <laughs> DM software smart. I just know where to click. <laughs> you just really. That was, it's so that was, that was yeah. fabulous. Did anybody did anybody have like an aha this I, time? I did because we've been working on our pricing because we have to be we have to raise our prices. We just moved to package models after I don't know seven million years of hearing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Tatiana's presentation, she said to offer your highest package first because then you're taking away things as they go lower and instead of That's another thing that Goal Proposal does. It says here are all the things that you want us to do. This is what it's going to cost. You pick what you don't want. Right. Well, I just, I loved that because my mindset's always like, you know, go up and hers was like, no, go down because then you're showing them what they're not getting and it's in big, big X's. It's like, and then at the very bottom, and then her advice was, which I was like, why didn't I not think of this? But it's like, if the, the one hour call they get every month always goes an hour and a half, hour 45, then you say to them, this isn't working. You need to be in our other package that offers two hour calls a month. And you immediately make another thousand dollars a month for 45 minutes of your time that you're already spending because they're going over their, what their package. Have you ever done that with me? Have I ever, ever <laughs> you realize you realize that the philosophy yeah. is the same. Yeah. It, yes, I know. But like, when it's me, when it's me doing it for my customers, it doesn't ring a bell. Like, I don't know. That is so interesting. That yeah. we start from the top down. And down. And it's. Uh, and I used to be in sales. We did top down selling all the time. But it, for some reason, with you didn't think it equated it to the raw business. Yes. Because you actually have a business. So that I happens to account. tell you. Yeah. I did that for a while because we had been taught that, and I gained a lot of confidence is mm -hmm. what it did for me. Yep. But then I got to the point where I don't have time for these three options. You want this. This right. is your price. Take it I know that you're you need, and this off. is how much we charge for it. Right. It, it is what it is. We're not a fit for everyone. We take four new clients a month. Do you want to be one of them or not? Yeah. That's it. So I stopped doing it, and I stopped offering my success stuff. rate went up yeah. and, and honestly really I'm exactly just a bitch about want. it and the more bitchy I get the higher the money I get <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be the biggest bitch in the world soon well, <laughs> and I think also because you don't you don't have to have that conversation later on yeah. about when, moving right, it yeah, up and then yeah. if You're you done. get into that awkward like oh we have to talk about money again you know mm -hmm. it's like this is your price and we're going with that and if you don't like it then go find another yes yeah. I, yeah. I yeah. have the package on the website as a marketing exactly. tool Exactly. Because I think that helps the client understand how these services interact with each other. Yes. It also makes them feel as though they've got some sort of sense of control over it. So I, I like it on the website as a marketing tool. Mm -hmm. And then we basically design a custom mm -hmm. yes. for them as it is. Because anyway. your was, business is a bit different. Your business is special. Yes. In a way and that was she was saying. It's not, am I going to buy from you? It's which one am I going to buy from you? Yeah. So you, by displaying the packages, at least you're communicating this is exactly what you're getting rather than what is bookkeeping? What is this? What, I yeah. mean, what are these, all the extra things that I'm going to charge you for later? You well, should Google Edgar Garcia. Mm -hmm. He has mm -hmm. exactly what you're saying. 
Oh, yeah. on YouTube? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's like a package, and it's just... Yeah. Um, so
It's fifteen bucks a month per employee. Wait, wait, wait what is it? Swift MD. Yeah. Swift MD. Fifteen bucks a month per employee, and it'll do their whole family. They call up the middle of the day, the middle of the night. Doesn't matter. They don't have to go to the doctor. There's no copay, and they call in the prescription. It's fantastic. Oh, I've never heard of this. Wait a minute. Everybody, write that down. Next week, you'll hear the podcast. Oh, my God. We've got short long term disability plans with a life insurance. Yeah. So, and I put that in in May because I have some young staff and I knew that they'd be having babies eventually. And I was like, oh, I want to make sure they're going to get paid when they go on maternity. We're just putting in maternity and paternity. Like, no, it's called maternal leave. Because we have, but that's a leave without pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're well, we're paying. We're paying, yeah. but it's our Excuse own. Excuse me, my team's in India, and they when they go on maternity leave, they get six months of pay. Do they really? Yeah. yeah. And I don't even know if they're going to come back. Yeah. So we put in short and long term disability for it. So and I've got two people out now. She's got two people out. They're coming in now, and they're thanking me for putting it in. It took, it took me a minute to realize that short-term disability was for pregnancy. Like, that, that's <laughs> yeah. what you mean, short-term disability? We're only disabled in the eyes of our bosses. <laughs> well, and if you think about the reason we put long-term in is because what if they have preterm labor? Right. Yep. They might be out on bed rest. Yeah. I wanted to make sure they were covered. I was watching their backs, and now that I've got two out on medical leave, they're so grateful I did it. That they're telling everybody around, if you need a job, this is the place to go. And that's and that's when you're going to get really good employees. And I know. And then tell them what you do once a year when you have to have that conversation about which clients we're going to get rid of. They do it in a resort for a week. Where I she brought me and I go. At what point do we work? She goes. Oh, we're going to work about Wednesday for about two hours. We'll let you know. The rest of the time they play. But they also get down while they're talking. They're talking about what they liked about which client, what they didn't like, how that process. We're on worked. the beach in a bar, but we're we're working on the business, not in the business. The whole team makes decisions. Yeah. Though, it, I, I'm not a man on an island. If right. my, if I want to bring in a new thing that we're going to be doing, the team votes on it. They have if they don't body. want it, yeah. we don't do it. But I do. I mean. We go to an all-inclusive resort, and they work as hard as I do, and they deserve to be rewarded the same way. That's why the kill list is created by everybody. Mm. It's not just me. Mm. And That's all the goals. They determine the goals for each year, too, just so you know. So if they don't hit it, it's on them. And would you remind them that they don't all work in the office together? You've got somebody yeah. in North Carolina, you've got somebody in, in uh, Jersey. So they're all, they're all remote. No, I have people in the Florida oh, office as well. Okay. The Jersey Great. office, nobody sits in. It's kind of for me when, you know, I go up. I, I can't work at home. I'm not good. I can't play. So I have to have an office. So it's a Regis space. But my Jersey employee works from her house. Um, I have a little Regis space there in Jersey. And then somebody works in North Carolina. Everyone has the capability of working at home, though. Does anybody else have benefits? Like, what other kind of compensation are you guys doing? Because 401k profit share. Yeah, but are you just paying like straight monies? I mean, so we do quarterly profit sharing. It's everybody's share of the success of the company for that. Are quarter. you putting in a profit sharing plan or just giving them a bonus? It's it's, it's a, a bonus. bonus. We and we do profit sharing on the 401k at the end of the year. So 
I do the 401k with the safe harbor. Yeah, I do the profit share for the first time actually last year. I did that. But bonuses are subjective in my world. I don't give a bonus to give a bonus. You have to go above and beyond. I pay you oh, to do your job. We do too. So you go above and beyond at any point during the year. I throw money. So there's things that people have to do. Like, so education and continuing education is huge for us. We do mm -hmm. continuing education internally every month. But everybody on the team, if you're going to get the bonus, you have to do at least one CP credit a month. month. And, and if you attend something that isn't, that isn't credited, you just have to send a summary because we love like doing QB talks or, you know, but that's and, great because you're keeping them moving forward. Yes, because, that's great. because we need to keep being innovative. There's so many new things coming up. So we make that part of the bonus structure. It's also like what percentage of the clients you have and, you know, how long have you been here and that kind of thing. And then it's also when you do something amazing, you know, if you say like, Hey, I'll take on, you know, we need new practice management software. Let's do it. Okay, I'll take it on. <laughs> but that was Gina. Gina was like, Look, I had to send to do this. A, an email last week, like with a um, like a quote at the bottom. I was like, I know change is hard and it's terrible in the middle, but we'll get there at the end because like we came out of our training call and I could see the team's eyes over Zoom. I was like, Yolanda, you had something you pulled up for the minute. Oh no, um, that same session that I went, that it was awesome. Um, he was talking about exactly your questions about how to um, compensate your employees. But one of the things he said, he evaluates them, I don't know if he said monthly or quarterly, but he used the, I don't know what it is, I have to Google it, a balance score card. And he swears by that. So he's like, just Google it, find it, it's everywhere. And he used that method or whatever it is to evaluate a little bit of, of the just in case you're there, if you can Google balance like school process, yeah, yeah. process yeah. all right. Because you got your billable hours, you got this, you got that. But actually, what's how are you, how are you rating performance of the overall contribution to the to the business? I think that's what we've been talking about. Everybody has to have a number, right? And the number would be a combination of like a balance scorecard, mm. like your mm. number, and then if you hit your number, so that people have. Like their own yeah. Well, and I do, I do think that that one of the things about this, um, I say younger generation. I think we all relished and wanted it, but we never got it. But this generation is demanding it. Is that you need to give me a goal, and then you need to tell me how did I reach that goal? Mm -hmm. Did I do well? They want to be. They want to be recommended. They want to be told they they're doing okay. A lot. And that's it. Someone was talking about that, wasn't he? I heard that too. But I will say that if you you if you're using workflow and you're processing things out, it's much easier to give a clap up and give them kudos. And frankly, that helps. You do in the same session? No. No, you're saying. But but um but well, you know, when you guys write us something, we copy that over. Like I asked you if I could, I immediately put it and we have a channel called appreciation and we send it out to everybody that this team was appreciated for this thing so that everybody knows that they can congratulate them, but they also know, wow, if I do that, I'm going to get one of these too. Yeah. We do that on our Monday meetings. We actually have a section on our agenda that says like shout outs for the team. Yeah. And it's when anybody sends an email, a client says, oh my God, so-and-so did a great job. 
because that is it, it's so important to hear that because I don't know. I, I, well, I, and really I and hard. I think with this generation, because you know, as a school teacher, I went to school and everybody sat in the desk and looked at the the nun, <laughs> or the teacher, or whatever. But then when I was started I a teaching, feeling that Penny got hit with a ruler. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. Well, actually, got thrown out. Actually, <laughs> 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 got thrown out. <laughs> but no, but I, but when I was teaching in school and I taught um, special ed, which it was not just needs children, but also gifted, talented, which they also oh, wow. were. So, but everything was in a circle and everything was team. And so these kids are used to being able to look at somebody and go, what's your specialty? What's your specialty? What's your specialty? Okay, together, we're going to do this. And that's why I think you're finding you're getting a lot younger business owners are going, I need to hire somebody like you because I know that's not my key. I know, like that young man with the hot sauce company. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he, he knew what he did well, and he knew he needed to find somebody else to do something well that he absolutely needed for him to ought to be able to continue mm -hmm. doing what he does well. And that's where you guys come in, especially with these advisory services, so you can go, hey, look, at here's this number. It's weird from last month. Why did this happen? Uh, hey, you want to grow? What's your scenario to grow? Let's, let's run the numbers and see what that's going to look like for you, where you're going to have to cut back, where you might have to bring in more cash. But those are discussions that business owners, I know myself, she's my CPA. Anyways, I know myself in the back of my head. I'm like, oh, who can I ask to answer those questions? Because I'm too much on in my business to be able to see that. Right? So I know I need your help. The business owners out there know they need your help. So, are you going to start help? I think you guys already do. Like but just guy. make sure you get paid for it. Yeah. 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 We've got yeah. Uh, the party downstairs to get to and yeah. whatnot. And so thank you so much for just having a conversation with us and sharing some of your insights. I hope you picked up a, an insight or two and, and yes. it was helpful as well. Grab a glass of champagne or something, and, and please grab the, anything you want because otherwise Daniel's going to be eating a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, a lot of cheese and <laughs> a lot of charcuterie. Yeah, and then and then he's going to sit on the plane for twenty hours. Yeah. 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 Yeah.